Hello, and thank you for listening to the Hilariously Unemployed Podcast. I'm your host, Dana Duckworth, also known as The Big Speaker. My goal with this podcast is ultimately to get someone hired. I know all too well the impacts of unemployment and layoffs. My guests and I hope to provide insight and resources that will support someone in gaining their next opportunity. You can support the Hilariously Unemployed podcast and those who are impacted by unemployment by giving this podcast a five-star review, sharing it with someone who's hiring, or someone who's hilariously unemployed. I hope that you enjoy the show and find some laughter throughout. This episode of the Hilariously Unemployed podcast is sponsored by French's Leadership Solutions. Chief Facilitator Marcy French creates brave spaces for conversations around diversity, equity, and inclusion. And if you're looking to level up your leadership game, Marcy has you covered. From facilitating certifications, including CAM and CAPS, this organization offers top-notch leadership coaching that can equip you with the skills and knowledge you need to excel in your career. And some exciting news for 2024, French's Leadership Solutions will offer one-on-one coaching services. So whether it's life or leadership coaching, you'll have a dedicated guide to help you navigate your personal and professional journey. And did I forget to mention relationship coaching? Now y'all know I'm also hilariously single, but that's for another podcast. Perhaps Marcy can prepare my next group of boyfriends to thrive in a relationship with me. But in all seriousness, if you're ready to take your leadership skills to the next level, enhance your organization's DEI efforts, or simply get the personalized coaching you deserve, French's Leadership Solutions is the partner you need. Connect with Marcy now at French at MarcyFrench.com. All right. So hello and welcome to episode 15 of the Hilariously Unemployed. I'm your host, Dana Duckworth, a.k.a. The Big Speaker, and we are back with you on another Friday. Thank you all for joining me again, and if you're listening to me on podcast platforms, I'm forever grateful for your support. I hope you're having an amazing weekend. Today, I have the honor of bringing a very distinguished guest along with me, but first, I got to give y'all a little piece about a little piece. So what's going on this week? This week, I had the opportunity to do the fall workshop for Virginia Apartment Management Association with the amazing Stephanie Anderson. When I say this session was on fire, y'all, literally, it was on fire. It was such an amazing session. That was my first time having spoken with her, and we truly enjoyed and vibed off of each other's energy. It was so dynamic, and I hope that we get the opportunity to do that again. What else is going on? Somebody told me that I should do ASMR because I have a really good podcast voice. So let's see it. Download and subscribe to the Hilariously Unemployed Podcast on all podcast platforms. We'll see if that's another way that I can get paid. (laughs) If you all start to see me on YouTube whispering into a mic, then you know my viewership is up. All right, y'all. So let's get to the reason why you are truly here. You are truly here to either hear an unemployment story or find a resource that is going to support somebody in their unemployment journey. We like to take um, all of our resources, provide them to our audience in hopes that they will find their next opportunity. I am so, so very excited to invite my next connection, which literally we just connected not too long ago to the show today. So I'm introducing you all to Taz. And Taz is actually joining us from Dubai. That's right. The Hilariously Unemployed is now international, y'all, okay? When you have a podcast, you can see where your listenership is coming from. And so far, it's been the U.S. and Canada. Well, today, we get the opportunity to light up Asia. 
Thanks to Taz for joining us. Taz has 27 years of global corporate experience, and he's a know a little about HR. I feel like he knows a lot more than that. Taz, please say hello to my audience. We call them the hilarious. <laughs> hello, everybody. Dana, you really have the best podcast for <laughs> Oh, you didn't know this. I, I'm, I'm going to be very dull compared to you. I apologize to your listeners in advance. <laughs> no. <laughs> I think you have a great voice. The accent really works. So I think that will be okay. I think it'll be a great dynamic. <laughs> thank you. Taz, can you tell oh, my audience, first you. and foremost, like how this connection between us even happened? How did you find me? I have absolutely no idea. I was hoping you were going to be able to fill that gap. <laughs> no clue. I know we connected. Um, we talked about unemployment. <laughs> How did how did we connect? I I really I think somebody recommended that we connect. I, I think somebody recommended to me that I connect with you. Oh wow! Um, it may have been. Uh, I think it was somebody I was talking to in the U.S. Really? Who, yeah, somebody in HR who you know is quite active on LinkedIn and um, and I think mentioned you and said, hey, you know, you should connect with Dana, and, and she's doing. Uh, some work for uh, helping people who may be struggling with career issues. And uh, I think that's how I reached out, but I could be wrong, Dana. I could be wrong. Y'all hear that? I'm a big deal. They don't call me big speaker for no well, reason. Just yeah, yeah. <laughs> Infamously famous. <laughs> yes, all of my notoriety exists on LinkedIn only. And outside <laughs> of this platform, no one recognizes me. All right, Taz, so can you tell me, and this is a question that I ask all my guests, whether they're employed or unemployed, have you ever been hilariously unemployed? And it's okay if you have not. We won't do anything bad to you. <laughs> well, I, I, I've been unemployed. I, I don't recall it being hilarious at the time. Um, I think sort of looking back now, I can see perhaps funnier sides to those periods, but um, I think at the time they were they were a little bit stressful. Um, but I have been employed, unemployed a few times in my career. I've been uh, made redundant a couple of times, mm. um, and I, you know, switched jobs and had trouble finding the next opportunity a couple of times. So yeah, I, I think it's all par for the course when you <laughs> when you're as ancient as I am. Um, you <laughs> kind of go through a little bit of everything at some stage. <laughs> ancient we got our first age joke in today y'all you heard it here first <laughs> i'm hilariously unemployed um i like what you said made redundant that's not something we say around here i'm in virginia oh, i'm in the south but i love that i'm gonna start telling people that especially my boyfriends you, i'm sorry say? we can no longer be together you've been made redundant that means i have another <laughs> boyfriend <laughs> you just not credit me with the phrase if I tell him right? no I'm going to send them your LinkedIn profile and say this is where I learned it <laughs> that's a great way to say it though so you've had roles that have been eliminated because they didn't need you uh, yeah absolutely been through uh, I, I, I think I can recall having been through three economic downturns which uh, are sort of you know role redundancy is very normal in those sorts of periods Mm. Um, so I think my role was made redundant a couple of times. One time, uh, changing changing strategy within the organisation and the division that I was working in wasn't required anymore. So, yeah, you know, these these things happen in uh, in your career in your life. Yeah, they do happen, unfortunately, yeah. and yeah. it's given me a platform to talk about it. 
Have you ever been the bearer of bad news? Have you ever had to transition employees out oh, by their layoff or otherwise? I have, I have. Again, you know, I, I think it comes comes with the territory. If you manage or lead over a period of time, it's not always going to be uh, roses and rainbows, right? There are going to be times where either through performance or organizational changes in direction or economic downturns, as I've mentioned, you, you have to be the bearer of bad news and uh, it, it sucks. It's awful. You know, it really is. And I recall one time I had I had people's parents calling me. Oh, wow. And yeah, yeah, it was it got pretty, pretty tense. Um, you know, people's parents would come and visit me in the office and ask to see me and ask for me to give their, their sons and daughters jobs back to them. Um, and having to sort of sit down and explain, look, you know, that that wasn't going to be possible and try to help them to understand why and try to support them in some way. But yeah, I've, I've been the bearer of bad news as well. Wow. Yes. Well, I know it's not easy on either side of this unemployment journey, right? And I've always wanted to tell a very well-rounded story. So thankfully, I've been able to have guests who've had to deliver that news. And we talked about the impact to them. And of course, the guests that are receiving that news, it's it's unpleasant all around. And nobody wants to have to be in the process of telling someone that they're no longer going to be employed. So I think what I, I really want to do is make it a more human, more realistic experience for people mm -hmm. so that they understand all sides. What would you recommend to leaders who are in the position of having to give that bad news and how can they best support people as they transition them out? Um, I think it's important to remain human. You know, I, I know that sometimes in, in business and in organizations, you know, profit comes above everything else or, um, you know, towing the corporate line comes above everything else. I get that. But I think... Um, it's really important to remain human through all of this and recognize that, uh, you know, what may seem like a difficult situation for you to have to deliver bad news is infinitely worse for the person receiving it. Mm -hmm. um, and especially when you when you understand the broader context of the impact that it may have, you know, the a lot of people have have you know, medical bills, children they're paying for in school out, out here, for example, um, education is all, all paid for, you know, it's not it's not government pay, paid for. So, um, you know, you taking somebody out of work could mean, you know, their school fees, the kids' school fees don't get, don't get paid. Yeah. And that, that's, that's a huge stress on parents, you know, then there are medical bills and life costs and all sorts of things. So, you know, it, balancing that, Balancing that line between, you know, delivering the corporate message, which, you know, sometimes these things are also scripted. You know, I, mm -hmm. I recall having had to lay people off and you're you're almost given a script and you're told this is, you know, what we're going to be saying to people. Um, and you have to say that. Yeah. Right? You have to say mm -hmm. those things, but then you've you've got to you've got to find the right balance of, of humanity as well. Um and in terms of in terms of what you do, you know, there, there, there are ways to help people. You know, there are ways to help people when you are making them redundant. The most important thing for them is, you know, after the shock, of course, and then dealing with that is then to to sort of set them up for the next move as well and, and do what you can to help them prepare to not only accept the reality, but continue to move forward, you know, continue to move forward. And, 
you know, we as a business, for example, we run outplacement programs for some of our clients um, where we help the people who have been affected by redundancies or job terminations. We help them to get ready for the job market. We give them insights into what's happening in the job market, how they can navigate, how they can find their next positions, how they express their value and their offering to the market, how they prepare their resumes, uh, you know, and, and so on and so forth. So there's a, I think the help should be sort of, you know, deliver the message in a very human way, mm-hmm. um, support people because it will be a shock and it's incredibly, incredibly painful and, and emotionally challenging for, for many people, especially the first time it happens. Yeah. My God, the first time it happens, you know, people are not prepared for this news. And and so, you know, help them to deal with the, the shock and then, you know, get them back on their feet and help them to to start to move 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 forward. And I can, I mean, you know, I, I don't want to sound complacent or anything, or and you'd say sort of, you know, with the with the with the benefit of hindsight, everything happened for the best. You know, mm-hmm. these 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 situations are inc- incredibly traumatic. But I do look back at the times where I was made redundant or had my job terminated, and I I think sort of, you know, I I wouldn't have gone on the journey I've been on in my old my old career and my life had those instances also not happened. You know, if they hadn't happened, maybe we wouldn't be talking here right now. We and definitely I'm not, very, would very, not be talking. Yeah, so, <laughs> so, you know, it's easy to say everything for the best. I know it doesn't feel like that when you're unemployed or you've just been made redundant. Um, but I do try and keep some sort of optimism and, and some faith in the universe or whatever you believe in Yeah, and keep pushing forward. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, as someone who has more recent experience with being laid off and it was my first one, I will say that I am better for it. You know, like you said, we would not have connected. I would not have this podcast platform that's getting very popular. Um, I would not be supporting other people who are experiencing this in a way that I experienced it. So I've been able to create a whole community because of my what felt like bad luck at the time. But honestly, I've been able to pour so much into my brand and all of the things that I didn't even know that I was capable of doing. And my friends always say, yeah. you're not getting another nine to five. Like you're just not going to do it. <laughs> you, you, you are a business, you are a brand. This is who you're going to be. And uh, that idea yeah. is scary for me because I am a mother. I do have children and their livelihood is <laughs> important to me. And, you know, there are bills and things that are of concern, but I do think that that layoff propelled me into what my my future will be and I'm setting the foundation for that now yeah you know sometimes we need a kick to get into action right do we um, I mean it was a hard kick and I didn't like it but yeah <laughs> even if the kick hurts it's um sometimes we just need that little push to, to get us into action and you know in, in a lot of the coaching work that we do um, I speak to a lot of people who are who are going through either redundancy or struggling to find a new opportunity, mm-hmm. and you know this this varies from from people early on in their careers to, to seasoned professionals. Yeah. Um, and what I'm finding is that many in, many of them are using it using it to explore not necessarily a a, a predefined or a or a one track career path but they're using it to explore other aspects of their skill set of their passion and seeing whether there may be opportunities in those areas so they're considering considering things they may never never have considered before absolutely um, 
and following a passion. They're starting a podcast, you know, things they would have yeah. never done before. I definitely um, would never have done this. People have told me for years, like, you should have a podcast. And I'd be like, absolutely <laughs> not. I never want to do that. I don't want to do anything consistently. I hate the way I sound. I'm not funny enough. Turns out all of that was a lie. I am super funny. I am here almost every Friday. Um, <laughs> I do do really well in this space. And it's because now I had the opportunity to really shine there. But I want to go back to the beginning because we need to tell my audience a little bit about your background and your uh, know a little about HR. And also tell them what time it is in Dubai where you are joining us from. And I'm so grateful that you did. <laughs> I wouldn't have missed it for the world. It's quarter past midnight. Oh, y'all see that? We're a big deal over here. <laughs> it's quarter past midnight on a Friday night. Oh, so, wow. Uh, no, no, no. It's, it's really great to be here. Thank you, Dana, again for the invitation. Oh, no problem. Can you tell them your employment story, your your background, and then, you know, I want to get into all things Rockstar. But first, let's start with kind of where you started in this whole HR world. Well, I... Um... Well, I, I, I sort of fell into HR like everybody else does, I think. Uh, at least back in the day, you know, it was accidental. I was broke and um, somebody said to me, come and work in recruitment. You'll make tons of money really quickly, which mm -hmm. was completely like. Um, <laughs> but um, I, I left university and had already always been involved through university. I'd always been involved with um, graduate employment uh, and helping organizations access students and uh access graduates for future employment opportunities. So there was an interest from a very early, early day. Um, I worked in strategy consultancy for three years after, after university, um, and then sort of fell into, fell into recruitment after that. Um, started off in the agency world. It wasn't my cup of tea. Um, then went into RPO where I really found a nice balance between uh, you know, sort of data-driven, quality-based recruitment work, and um, I really, I really enjoyed my period in RPO and mm -hmm. had some wonderful experiences around the world. You know, I was able to travel to to many, many different locations and work around the world and engage with uh, wonderful people, mm -hmm. some terrible people as well. Always. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um but you know, re really, you know, expand my learning and and get exposure to cultures and and different ways of thinking and working and living and believing and food and all of the wonderful, wonderful, wonderful things that life has to offer. Mm -hmm. um, and then uh, sort of ended my corporate career in two thousand and eighteen, I think it was. Okay. Um, and then, and then, of course, there was 2019, and we all know what happened then, 2020. So I yeah. wasn't working during those couple of years. I was exploring a couple of other things. Um, and then I set up Melis Consulting in 2021 mm -hmm. in June. So we are now, what's that, two years old, two and a, two and a bit years old. Mm -hmm. And that's where we are today. Yeah. Did you ever work in the U.S.? I worked with many clients in the U.S. I've never lived and worked in the U.S., mm -hmm. but I, I used to come to the U.S. fairly regularly um, because I had clients there. Well, I wanted to hear your take on the difference between our processes 
and the processes in other places that you've been. For one, the unemployment benefit process here is the worst thing ever. And it should be totally, totally revamped. It is really, it's really heartbreaking to be a person who is seeking some support as you try to find employment to have to go through the extremes of the unemployment claims process. And it's different in every single state here because nothing could be uniform, right? And just some of the horror stories that I've heard dealing with unemployment claims. Do you hear that from other people that you've worked with in different countries that trying to get some benefit from the government while I find my next role has been hard? Well, it, it just shouldn't be that way, should it, Dana? It's um, it's already a difficult enough period, and and we don't need governments to make make things even more difficult. Look, I I I want to be honest and say I don't have the depth of knowledge uh, about unemployment claims and benefits in the U.S. Um, to perhaps make me uh, any form of expert on this subject, or for me to be able to offer anything of of real value, except to say that. In other countries in the world, I have I have heard people struggling with this as well, but mm-hmm. maybe not as much as in the US. I'm not sure. Um, I don't want to speak out of turn. You know, if I, if I don't know about something, I'd rather just say I don't really know about it. Okay, from personal experience, it's terrible, y'all. <laughs> yeah, I hear what you're saying. Do not recommend, okay? All right, so tell me how you kind of balance, because you... You have your consultancy, right? But you do a lot of things. So how are you balancing this whole idea of improving processes of HR and also running your life, running your business, running a family, all of the other things that come along with that? Um, you know, Dana, honestly, I don't, I don't think I'm doing anything special. I don't think I'm, I, I'm any any different to anybody else. I don't think I have any superpower that anybody else doesn't have. And that's not me being modest. That's honestly me just being really honest. Mm-hmm. Um, I do what I think most people do. You know, I, I, I try to structure my time. I try to stay focused when I'm working. I try to prioritize and get the important stuff done first. Mm-hmm. Um, try to take care of myself and make sure my energy is in a good place. I try to sleep well. I try to eat well. Yeah. I try to train so that I've got um, you know, not only that balance in life, but also the right energy levels to to do the things that are important for me. Um, and I think I, I also sort of try to get rid of things that aren't, how to say this, things that can be distractions, things that aren't really contributing to what I want to achieve. Um, the, the, the sort of the noise in life, you know, I try to get rid of as much of that as I can. Um, you know, we, we, we're all dealt with the same same number of hours every day, right? So mm-hmm. all that matters is what we do with them. Um, and so I try I try not to waste too much time. Um, that being said, you know, I can happily live on the beach for a few hours I doing mean, nothing as well. Absolutely. I mean, <laughs> but that's not wasted. Time. Beautiful that's beaches there in Dubai. Beautiful, beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, no, I try, I try not to waste too much. You know, for example, I'm not, I'm not a big scroller on social media. You know, that's not something you'll see me. Oh, I'm the worst at that. I do it so much. I'm terrible. I could probably be a billionaire (laughs) if I didn't scroll as much. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, I mean, you know, I I guess, you know, we all we all 
structure our days and, our, and use our time the way we, we want to value the value it and that's all I do. Nothing, like I said, nothing different to anybody else, really. You heard it here first. Nothing special is happening over there, okay? We just all got to do what we can. <laughs> to make it. I apologize if you've all tuned in for some pearls <laughs> of wisdom. Y'all thought some magic was about to happen there. It wasn't. All right. So given your background in global HR and talent acquisition, what trends or changes do you anticipate happening in the hiring landscape um, in this, the rest of this year and years to come? Oh, um, well, we know AI yeah, the, is automatically one. Yeah, that's the big one, isn't it? And yeah. I, I think, I think everything else is going to pale into insignificance with the changes that AI is going to bring. Um, you know, we can we can talk around, uh, you know, continued focus on diversity, on engagement, on people analytics, on skills based hiring, on. Um, you know, remote working or getting people back to the office and all of these sorts of things. But ultimately, I think all we're going to be talking about is AI. And um, and that's the biggie. You know, that's the biggie. What, what, I, in fact, I did an article today um, just on the effects I think AI is going to have on, on, on the hiring process on recruitment. Mm -hmm. um, and, and the fascinating thing about AI is, for me, is that it's developing at a pace I don't think any of us realize, except the people who are really engrossed in it and maybe yeah. even, you know, at the core of its coding and of its development. I, I believe most of us on the periphery don't recognize the pace at which it will develop. Um, if we just look at the history of AI over the last five years mm -hmm. and how far it's come, mm -hmm. and then we project that in the next five years, that rate of development will be exponentially faster. Um, in in a very short period of time, a lot of what we will what we are doing will be completely unrecognizable, and a large part of it will be completely obsolete. Yeah. And I think this is a this is a really really important period in our and and you know it's it's easy to overstate you know this is a seismic shift and mm -hmm. an important period in our existence. I really believe it is far bigger than the advent of the internet. Mm. You know, I think AI is. is much much greater in terms of its potential scale scale and impact than, than the the advent of the internet was um i think what's going to be really important is how we redefine our own place in the world as ai starts to have broader and broader impact and make greater and greater changes um I think it's going to be incredibly disruptive. Yes. Uh, with anything that's disruptive, there's going to be good and bad sides. Mm -hmm. And I think the sooner we find a, a nice rhythm with AI and get comfortable with it, the better it will be for all of us. But there, there is, there are going to be bumps in the road without, without a doubt. So, on in your opinion, are you like I'm? I'm all with it. I'm, I'm in for the AI, or are you, you know, kind of like? Yeah. I don't think any of us have that choice. Today. Well, no, we don't have the choice, but some of us. We're going to get left Some of us hate it, um, have no choice. I'm not some of us. I love it. Chat GPT, I call it bad. <laughs> I use it, it works. But um, some yeah. people are really uh, opposed to it. <laughs> Sorry to interrupt. I didn't mean to talk over you. No, you're fine. You're fine. Um, me and Chad, we work really well. He's my little assistant here because my employee base is one. I'm one. Um, so I use Chad frequently to support me in some of my things. But 
AI does scare a lot of people. I'm not one of those. I'm like, what's next? What we got going? Um, anything that can, I literally talk to, I won't say her name because she'll respond um, all the time. <laughs> and ask her. She is in charge of my light. She's in charge of my thermostat. I won't say her name because then she will start talking during the podcast. But it starts with an A and ends with a uh. All right. <laughs> so what are some tips that you can give to people who are navigating career changes, unemployment, when it comes time to submit that application? Well, let's actually start at the resume process. <laughs> what should they be preparing for and what should they be doing to make sure that they're standout applicants? Well, that's a that's a really really big question because um, you you sort of asked it in a in a very very clever way which is how, how do you stand out and and you're picking on something that is critical at the moment which is there is a there is a lot of noise in the marketplace right mm-hmm. there are a lot of candidates a lot of applications per job yes of course there are niche jobs around the world which have very low levels of application but largely speaking. Um, for professional jobs, there are a lot of applications, and that means you need to be able to stand out in some way. Um, and the way not to stand out is to do what everybody else is doing. Yeah. Right. Logic would suggest that if if you continue to follow the traditional ways of job search or resume writing, then you are going to not stand out. Mm-hmm. You're going to look and sound like everybody else. Um, I think that I think the thing I think. The thing to understand, if I was looking for a job right now, and a lot of what I share with the people we help, is the best thing you can do is understand how the job market works, how the recruitment market works, how does hiring work, what happens when you click easy apply, what happens behind the screen, mm-hmm. get an understanding of the reality of what goes on, and then choose your strategy accordingly, right? Mm-hmm. If you find that that's the strategy you want to use, optimize it. If you feel like that's not a strategy that's giving you the right results, look for alternatives. And there are people who will help you to explore alternatives, myself included. Mm -hmm. So the first thing I would do is, is try to unlearn everything you think you know, or you have been told about how the job market works. It's a very different place today. Yeah. It so question is. question everything that people says to you. This is a resume should be two pages. Okay, just question that for a second. You have to apply in this manner. Just question that for a second. Mm-hmm. And if you're not sure what the answers are, reach out to people who have been around in the industry for a while, who understand what goes on, seek their advice, uh, or at least seek their opinion, seek multiple opinions, and then you know use your best intelligence to... Uh, determine your own actions. That's the first thing I would do is try and unlearn what you know. Mm, great advice. Um, okay, so speaking of people who know how to do these things and can support them and provide them with some of the tools they need, the reason why I was so excited to have you as a guest and to meet you really as a connection is because you all know my mission is to support somebody in finding their next opportunity. Well, Taz has an amazing program called Rockstars, and I would love for you to fill my audience in on the work that you're doing with Rockstars and share your inspiration behind starting the program. Uh, well, thank you for the platform to, to do this. Um, it's really, really great. So Rockstars... 
what is Rockstars? Very simply, Rockstars is free career coaching for everybody for life. Nice. Um, we've got a we we put together a series of a group of HR professionals. Um, we continue to add to that number of professionals who are willing to give up their time on a weekly basis to talk to anybody anywhere in the world about any career-related challenge they may be having. Right. So you as an individual can go to our website. You can book time with any of these coaches. You will have a one-to-one session with them. It's absolutely free of charge. We don't. We never try to sell anybody anything. Um, we don't ask for anything in return. It's just decent human beings who want to help and who have knowledge um, and passion and opinion to share with people, and they want a platform to do that through. So all I've done is created a platform uh, through which people can help others. Um, so the types of things we talk about, we talk about job search, we talk about CV writing, we talk about interview preparation, we talk about dealing with mental stress at work, we talk about how to handle a career change, how to deal with difficult conversations with your manager. Um, any career-related challenge that you're facing, you can you can access these coaches, um, book one-on-one time with them and, and have as many sessions as you like with them. And they will happily talk to you and share their opinion and share their uh, share their experience with you and hopefully help you through whatever situation it is you're going through. Wow. Audience, um, so if you just heard that, and I know, um, Keith, I, I, I see you in the audience. I saw Keith's post earlier today. He's in my network and I saw that he was open to network. So I shared not only the podcast as a resource, but I asked that he would join us for this episode because resume writing is one of the things that he was thinking about that he could use support with. So anybody who is in a place where they need career support, this is free support. And y'all, I will tell you, as somebody who is a coach, coaching costs. (laughs) Like it costs, all right? Coaches charge a lot. I mean... Uh, So to hear that you all are volunteering your time and providing this free insight in a time where so many people are without employment or so, so many people are trying to figure it out because you're not just helping those who are unemployed, you're supporting people through all aspects of their career with advice and to just be able to go to a website, click and ask, Hey, can, can I have time with you to talk through some of these things? This is something that I will be shouting from the rooftop to anybody who needs it, um, which I think everybody could use a little rock star in their life. Thank you so much, Dana. <laughs> you know, I think the I think the interesting thing for me is that these are not just any people with opinions or you know people who are deciding to talk. These are seasoned HR professionals. You know, mm-hmm. most of the people who are coaches have got. 15, 20 years of working in, in global organizations in HR. They know they know their way around the HR world. They know their way around the career world. Um, and yeah, like like we say, you know, they're just they're just great people who want to volunteer their time and their experience to to help others. And the the thing that's become really apparent is that there's so much support needed right now. You know, a lot of people are struggling. And yeah, you know, if we can if we can give a little back and and help other people, then you know the world's a little bit better because of it. I think. How many coaches do you have working with you right now? So right now we have. Uh, let's have a look. There's one, two, three, four that are live. Mm-hmm. There are one, two, 
three that are coming live next week mm -hmm. and then there's one planned for the week after it's only it's only in the last sort of couple of I would say in the last eight weeks or so mm -hmm. that I've started to invite other people to join the program. Up until now, it's been just me. Yeah. Um, but my ambition, uh, and I'll, I, I know I've shared this with you, but I mm -hmm. hope you don't mind if I share no, it. No, please, here. please. My, my ambition is to help 10,000 people next year. Um, and I don't want to be the limitation in that. And I, I recognize that if I'm doing one-on-one -on -one coaching, I am definitely the limitation in that. <laughs> so, so I'm starting to invite, and I, I would encourage everybody listening that if you know anybody who you think is a, uh, a, a knowledgeable HR professional or a knowledgeable professional, a professional in the field of, of careers, put them in touch with me, you know, and if they'd be willing to volunteer some time, they can join the program, become a coach. We'll get them set up on the website. We'll get their booking system set up. And they can start to help people as well. So, yeah, only in the last couple of week, couple of months have we started looking for other coaches. And I'm, you know, so honoured that people reached out to me and said, "Hey, you know, we love what you're doing. Can we help?" I did. I did. I actually didn't even start looking for people. Wow. Um, and then the first two joined, and then the next two came, and then they brought another two, and so I think we'll be up to to seven coaches or eight coaches by the end of uh, in a couple of weeks' time. And then uh, we go into 2024 and it's really, uh, really focused and try to get to that 10,000. Wow, Tess. I mean, that's amazing that you want to help 10,000 people next year. You've been doing this all on your own, um, supporting people with this advice for free. Now you've had people reaching out to you. So you've created a community. People have seen the amazing work that you're doing to support those who are unemployed or those who just have challenges within their career. And they've said, hey, let me join your mission and also support you. And that way we can make a, a better impact, a bigger impact. So kudos to you for seeing an area that needed support and then being such a good human that other people wanted to follow along in that mission. Um, also, I see Joy the Recruiter just join here. I am fangirling out. Um, I love you so much. <laughs> oh, she raised her hand. <laughs> uh, Tess, how many people have you helped so far? Do you know? Yeah, so we are up to just over 4,800 now. Wow. Um, in and most of that was just you. Uh, yeah, <laughs> pretty much, yeah. What do your days look um, like, and how do you make money? <laughs> so <laughs> so I, I dedicate um, three hours every day to do just Rockstar's work, mm -hmm. which leaves plenty of hours to run my run my other business. Um, and, yeah, so we, we're, we're up to sort of 4,820 or 4,830 people now. Okay. Um, but we reset the clock to zero. You know, on, mm -hmm. on January the 1st, the clock is back to zero. Yeah. And then we're, uh, we're aiming for 10,000. So, yeah. So right now you're in need of additional HR professionals, would you say? I would love to. I would love to hear from anybody who wants to just help other people in this field. Um, I will help them set up a platform. It's very straightforward what we do. It's just a booking system and I get mm -hmm. them onto the website and then we help with promotion through, you know, LinkedIn, through my own network, through other people. Right. Um, and they start helping people and, and that's all it is. It's so straightforward, but it's so important. Um, and, you know, I, I didn't set it up to feel good about myself. 
I set it up because I felt it was needed. But I would be a big fat liar if I didn't say that you kind of go to bed at night and you feel good about yourself. You know, you've helped yeah. other people and you, it feels good. And, um, you know, the best parts is, the best parts are, sorry, every now and then I'll get a message saying, hey, Taz, you know, I, I did what you said and I've just landed a job. Or, oh, wow. hey, Taz, you know, what did that person and they responded to me and I never thought they would respond to me. Um, and, and that just makes it all the worthwhile. So it's it's hugely, hugely rewarding and it provides a lovely balance between chasing the dollar, you know. And, yeah. and um, no, it's, it's really great. I'd encourage anybody to do it. I... Totally understand that sentiment, Taz. My podcast is definitely there for me. This is the least revenue-generating activity that I do all week, y'all. Um, this is the one that pays me nothing but dust. I mean, no, I won't say that. I have had some sponsorships. Some people have sponsored some episodes of the, the podcast, thankfully and gratefully. But this is the one that I get paid the least for, and it's the one that I love the most because of the return. Like, the community that's been built just by saying, hey, y'all, I was laid off. Let's talk about it. And some of it is funny, and some of it is not, but I'm not going to cry. I'm going to laugh and come laugh with me. So I understand exactly what it is to help other people and get that feeling back of, oh, man, I did a good thing. <laughs> I, I helped somebody through their day, whether it was a laugh or... They thought about something um, that they hadn't thought about before, or they connect with someone in my audience. And now there's a new connection. I will tell you literally from um, the second show that I did, I have literally connected with a new person every single time I have done a show. And we're in show 15. Mm -hmm. So my community has just continued to grow, whether that be somebody who needs to be on the show because they too are hilariously unemployed and want to share their story, or a person like yourself who has a resource, or Stephanie Ayler, who you see in the audience there. We call her A-lister, who has been a diehard supporter of this podcast since the day she found out about it, she was on the show. She tells anybody that she meets about the hilariously unemployed, including the soccer moms at her kids' soccer games. <laughs> and I didn't ask for that, you know? Um, I'm just grateful that I created a space where people felt like, oh, we like this. We can come in and, and I want to help. And how do I help? And even recommending guests. I mean, it is truly rewarding to be able to give something that people receive. And my heart just gets so full on Fridays. I tell everybody, oh, it's Friday. It's podcast day. You know, this is my favorite day of the week um, because I get to talk to somebody about something that's not always so pleasant, but I'm going to make sure that they have a good time and we laugh a little or a lot. And you're doing something important, Dana, you know, and people will support that. And and so kudos to you as well for, for putting all this together. Yeah. Tell us how HR professionals who want to be a part of Rockstar can get in contact with you. Is the best way LinkedIn or should they go direct to the website? No, LinkedIn's the best way. Okay. LinkedIn's the best way. You can just reach out to me directly and um, we'll take it from there. Very yeah. straightforward. He's a pretty yeah. chill dude. Like our first Zoom call was just like super chill. He's like, where are you in the world? What are you doing? I was actually telling Taz, this was when I was going to homecoming. Um, <laughs> and he did not know. He was like, Dana, tell me what a homecoming is. <laughs> 
<laughs> I explained to her. I'd never heard of it. I'd honestly never heard of it. And, uh, so, and audience, if y'all had never heard of it either, you know, I went to an HBCU. I am a Norfolk State Spartan. Y'all better be whole. The green and gold. Um, and we were celebrating homecoming where all the students come back home, per se. I mean, I'm still here, so I'm local, but we come back home, we celebrate, we celebrate our education, we celebrate our um, achievements, we celebrate life, we celebrate our blackness, we celebrate our space, we celebrate our growth. It is truly uh, an energy that has never, <laughs> never been duplicated in my life, like this, it is, um, if you decide to start another podcast, you should try and export the concept of homecoming around the world. I think uh, I think a lot of people should uh, take it on. Are <laughs> we, uh, are you have enough so jobs that don't pay me? Yeah. <laughs> like, I have enough jobs that don't pay me already, Taz. So we're going to focus on the ones that do. I'm hilariously unemployed. Audience, if you have any questions for myself or Taz, go ahead and raise your hand. Now, for those who need the Rockstar services, what's the best route for them to go through to go ahead and get connected with one of those coaches? Drop that uh, website for us. Yeah, so it's um, www.meliusconsulting.me. I'm going to need you to spell um, that. I'm going to need you to spell it. M-E-L-I-U-S consulting.me and for mother e for echo and then it's forward slash rockstars or if you just go to the melius consulting page on the top banner you'll see the rockstars page and uh, you can just click there and uh, scroll down and you'll see uh, you'll be met with a video from me so you can skip straight by that <laughs> and then at the bottom there's a booking section and you can choose uh, the topic that you want to have some support with and that'll recommend the coaches you can speak to. And then you can just read the bios of the coaches and choose your favorite coach and go ahead and book some time. You'll have immediate access to their uh, to their calendars. Again, this is free to my audience of Hilarious. We all need those opportunities. This is a great opportunity for you to jump on and get the free resources and support that I promise y'all with this podcast. So there it is. Rockstars is there and available to you. Taz, since this program started back in 2021, um, what have yeah. been some of the evolutions? Of course, now we know you have more coaches. And what's the future? I know you want to reach those 10,000 people next year, but what do you see after that? Um, you know, I, I, I started it off not really knowing, I, I you know, it, it was, it was as so many things are, you know, it was, it was good luck. It was good timing um, in, in, in the worst possible way, because I started something to help people at a time when they really needed it. Right. So I say, I say it was good luck, but in, in a way that's no, it's terrible luck, right. That people really need this. Um, but I, I, I started it off and I, I didn't really have a huge plan for it. I, I just thought, you know, I, I feel like I have learned quite a few things in my career. I, I'm happy to share them. Um, and if anybody wants to talk about this sort of stuff, then I'll, I'll make myself available. Mm -hmm. um, and that's how it started. I, I didn't sort of have any major plans to make this anything scalable or anything like that, but very quickly. And I think post-COVID, I started to realize that a lot of people were struggling and um, a lot of people had been made redundant, of course. The job market had changed. People were struggling to get back into the job market. Um, and I started to notice that there was some uptake of these services. So I thought, okay, well, we'll keep going. Mm -hmm. uh, and very quickly, I realized that actually I want to do this at scale. 
it's not something that I want to do just one-on-one -on -one, um, where I may be able to talk to, you know, a few hundred people every year. Yeah. Um, I want to try and impact as many, as many lives as possible and help as many people as possible. Um, so the evolution over the last couple of years has really been about, right, let's get the core services down, let's get our talking points clear, and then let's focus on scaling. Um, and so since um, since we've started to think about scale, I'm really looking at how do we maximize every interaction by by being in front of more and more people. So now we're, we've started partnering with a lot of universities. I'm super passionate about youth empowerment as well. Mm -hmm. um, I recall a university being very fortunate and having um, you know, professionals from industry coming in and talking to us. And they really, it really supplemented our formal education from the university. I'm very grateful for that. And it was, it was very shaping in my own life. Um, so I'm, I've, I've always been sort of very passionate about youth empowerment as well. So now we're trying to do more and more with universities around the world and helping their students prepare for the world of work. Mm -hmm. um, I've also started to uh, partner with so we've got now a community outreach program where we're trying to partner with more and more business organizations and, and other types of organizations NGOs charities um, people like yourself Dana you know getting onto other podcasts and really trying to have broader impact for every hour of time that we spend on the program for example um, I remember at the beginning of the year, I was out in Argentina talking to their students during a career fair. Mm -hmm. um, so I was spending a week just outside of Buenos Aires talking to, um, you know, a few hundred students over the course of a week, all about how to find international employment. And, and you know, if they were looking to uh, make themselves um, known in the international job market, how best should they go and do that? Incredibly inspiring and powerful stuff for me. You know, mm -hmm. I hope I had some impact on them but for me it was just incredibly empowering to be around these students and just to see the energy and feel you know and listen to to their ambition it was so great so that spurred me on to to do more work with universities and that's always something I'm looking to expand um and as we look forward you know again the community outreach program we're going to try and expand I'm going to start to do like some LinkedIn live events yeah. so we can maybe talk more people during every hour that we invest in the program. Mm -hmm. um, I need to bring somebody on board who can help me to grow it because, again, I'm the limitation here and I don't want to be. Yeah. <laughs> so so uh, I'm trying to convince friends and family and people to come and, come and work on the program for free and just help me scale it. Um, yeah, so that, those, I guess, I guess that the critical thing for the next year is Let's get to the 10,000. Let's smash the 10,000 if we can. Yeah. Let's figure out really great ways to scale the program and to help as many people as we can. And that's just what I want to do. We did events last year as well, three events um, in the Middle East mm -hmm. where we rented out um, rooms and we put some food and some tea and coffee on and we invited people to come along for free and we had guest speakers and just come along and get some advice for free. We did an amazing event, absolutely empowering event for women who had been out of work for whatever reason mm -hmm. many had left to go and have a baby or you know to complete their maternity leave and then were struggling to return to the workplace yeah so we had the very focused session with this group and that was again incredibly powerful incredibly powerful so 
I just want to do more and more. <laughs> I know. That's the thing. We just, those people who are about community, who are about connection or about their mission is like, what more can I do? We just want to do more and more and more. And Taz, I just want to thank you not only for being a guest, but for continuing to do more for those who are in a position where they can use your services. You are truly doing the work of someone who. You're doing the work that people really, really need in a time where people really, really need it. And for everyone on the call, although you may not be in a position to need the Rockstars program, put it in your toolkit, save this, like whatever it is that you do to uh, make sure that things create a brain wrinkle for you. So you remember, whenever you hear someone in need of support in their resume, their career, or having any of those challenges please consider Taz's free resource of rock stars to support that person. It's not going to take anything from you to give that free game away. Taz, any last words from my audience before I do my outro? Your outro? Well, oh, very cool. Yeah. <laughs> I've learned so much today. Um, no, thank you, everybody. It's been wonderful. Dana, uh, you know, everything you've just said about me, I say exactly the same back to you. Um, thank you for doing what you're doing and, you know, there are a few of us around the world who are who are doing this sort of thing. And I know collectively we're having impact. And I, I know if we join forces, we're going to have a greater impact and amplify each other's work. Um, uh, to the audience, thank you for thank you for listening. I hope it's been useful. Please tell everybody you know about Dana's program, my program. And if there's anybody we can help, please um, don't hesitate to put them in front of us. All right, y'all, give it up with those reaction buttons for Taz for coming and sharing that wisdom with us. I just want to share this message with you all. As you know, this year has been one that has been full of change for me and fresh start. Uh, I got divorced and I got laid off in the same month. How about that for hilarious? <laughs> Anyway, what I will say about that is the idea of starting over is one that is hard. The idea of starting something new is one that is challenging for us to wrap our head around. But what I have learned through my journey, and we're just talking about June of this year, is that if you have to build it over, you have the opportunity to build it better. Thank you so much for being a part of the show today, for joining, for listening, for subscribing, and for just being you. I truly appreciate you. To all my hilarious, I love y'all. Hopefully, I'm going to see some of y'all next week when I'm in San Diego. We will not be recording next week, y'all, so don't get in my inbox and yell at me. I'm so sorry, but I am actually going to be on a plane at the time. I typically would be on LinkedIn Live Audio, so I can drop an episode for y'all. But what I will say is you can find me on your timeline because I'm going to be dropping some fire pics with my friends next week. So look out for those. And in the meantime, it's been real, y'all. Episode 15. Bye. <laughs>